Hello, OSSB track fans. We are definitely getting ready to kick off the first day of our track championships. And here we go with the September edition of the OSSB podcast. Remember, we do support chapter indexing so you can jump directly to your favorite segment. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the September edition of the OSSB podcast. Thank you, Emmy. We are certainly glad to be back sharing another month of exciting events here at the Ohio State School for the Blind. Jonathan, what's the first thing we got coming up? First up, we'll have Hot Dog Day. Hot Dog Day is back at OSSB down in Miss Libby Fichtelman's class. I hope I'm saying her name right. They're selling hot dogs to the staff every Wednesday, and proceeds from the hot dog sale go to help with everything that they're doing in the class with you know going out in the community and all that all that kind of great stuff. So they're doing a fine job down there. Big shout out to Miss Fichtelman and her students for coming back and they have a, a form now that you can pre-order your hot dog staff. And that is really exciting because you can do that. I got to do that today. As a matter of fact, Emmy, what are we doing next? Well, Larry and I will share some facts about the month of September. Yeah. Does any of them uh, pop out at you right now? Just, you know, off the top of your head about September that you really liked. Well, there is some uh, very interesting events happening in September, but I don't want to give out any spoilers. Uh, spoil it. All right. That's great. I know the big one is it's football season, so <laughs> that's mine. All right. Mr. Strickland, what else we got going on? We've got Jonathan sharing with us the calendar events for September and October. All right. So you want to stay tuned for that. A lot of exciting things coming up at OSSB. Um, even something about a little book club that, that might be coming up for families. So stay tuned for that. Emmy. We'll talk with Dr. Pickerel and learn about social and emotional learning. We'll discuss all the things we are doing at OSSB to facilitate that. Jonathan. Miss McCumber's class is going to show us what they've been doing in coding. All right, coding. That's always exciting. And uh, what I like what they do down there is they, they keep it real. They try it out with people first before they put it into application on the computer or the iPad. Okay. I agree. That is very exciting stuff. Yeah, make it concrete. And then we have a very exciting story about one of our new students, Al, who does color commentating for his high school football team in Cleveland. Yeah, so we're going to interview him, and we're going to kind of give you a little demonstration of how that works. Uh, get to listen to Alan up in the booth a little bit. All right, so we got a very exciting podcast for you this month, and thank you for tuning in every month and supporting what our students and staff are doing here at the Ohio State School for the Blind. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cup, and enjoy the OSSB September edition 
of our podcast. Well, I want myself a diet soda. I want myself a diet soda. No, I said I want myself a diet soda. So getting his hot dog right now is our English teacher, Mr. Strickland. Oh, shoot. Do you like hot dog day, Mr. Strickland? I do. It, it definitely yeah, breaks do. up the monotony of the week. It sure does. Sure does. Have a good day, Mrs. All right, Hot Diggity Dog Day is back here at the Ohio State School for the Blind. Hello, guys. We are live on the podcast. Welcome to Hot Diggity Dog. Thank you, Sydney. I'm so glad that you guys are back. I do have a loyalty card, and I'm getting two hot dogs today. I'm getting a meal. Awesome. Awesome. So we're going to say four. Four dollars. And I'm, four, I'm, two. So plus four, four, two. Plus five, five, six, six. Plus Miss McCumbers. And so seven, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nine, ten. Ten dollars. Right. Right. I hope I got ten dollars. Here's a five. And then six, seven, eight, six, nine. Seven, eight. I got ten dollars. Awesome. Exactly. The ones are open and yep. open and fresh. Coke. Oh, you, you know, know what I like to drink. You know, Mr. Yeah. Kelly likes Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll go get that. I would go get that. Thank you. Hello, Peyton. Mr. Kelly for Hot Diddy Dog. Welcome to Hot Diddy Dog. All right. Well, thank you guys for doing this. Thank you guys for doing that. And we got we got a new sauce this week, right? Yep. Yeah, right. We've got the possum sauce made by possum the, sauce. the culinary department. <laughs> All right. Here's your two hot dogs. Thank you. And would you like Doritos, pretzels, Cheetos, regular Lay's, or Fritos? Man, that's Fritos. a tough one. I'm going to pick Doritos. Oh, Sorry, okay. Sid. All right. Thanks, Mr. Kelly. Yeah. Here's your Coke. Well, we are so glad that Hot Dog Day is back at OSSB. Special thanks to Ms. Victor's class and her students. The proceeds go to support the activities that they are doing. And remember, staff, go down there and get your hot dogs and your combos. And remember to try out that new special possum sauce that the ILS catering department has contributed to Hello, Hot Dog everyone. Day. Mammy and I thought it'd be fun to go and touch some facts around September. You know, since we're already kind of knee-deep in this month, which is insane, we just thought it'd be kind of a little fun project to go out of our way to find some arbitrary and interesting facts, and we hope you enjoy them. And starting off, most football players are enjoyers, might already know this, but it's 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 football season. And I know most football players are going to have a field day over this one and be pretty excited about it. All right. Hey, Larry, did you know that the September was the original seventh month on the Roman calendar? Really? Hey, more you know. September 17th is kind of an important day. An important day where we look back and see how our government made the country we are today. September 17th is Constitution Day. 
Mr. Schwamberger's U.S. history and government students, watch out. It's good to know. So you can just have the, that bragging rights over, over him. September 21st is the International Day of Peace, so please don't argue with your fellow students. No fighting, none of that craziness. Just relax that day. September 22nd is actually the fall equinox. On a certain day on the Chinese calendar, between September and October, that's when the mid-autumn festival occurs. So it's interesting to see what type of things other people celebrate on certain months. Yeah, it's a very important day for them. In astronomy news, the harvest moon occurs in late September. The moon will reach its peak illumination, which means brightness, on September 20th this year. Moon's kind of an interesting place, isn't it? I agree. It's a very interesting thing to learn about. That's all Emma and I had to share today. Uh, we, like you said, we just thought this would be kind of a little fun project. And we hope you got some enjoyment or, hey, just possibly learn something new. Yeah, thanks for listening. See you soon. This is Jonathan with the upcoming events for September and October. The 13th through the 24th is the OSSB Readathon. Flyers will be coming home with students. We have prizes and more during this fall fundraiser. On October 11th, there is no school because it is Columbus Day. On the 14th, there is a parent-teacher conference from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. On the 15th, school will be dismissed at noon, and the 25th is already the end of the first quarter. On the 28th, school will be dismissed at 2.30, and there is no school on the 29th since it is Staff Records Day. Join parent mentors Tappy Bellhorn and Laura Kaplan for a series of self-led reading and monthly group discussions this fall and winter. Families of OSSB and OSD students are invited to join a monthly virtual book club. Each month will have a required reading at your own pace, optional videos to reinforce concepts. The dates that the group will meet is October 13th, November 10th, January 12th, and February 9th. Next up on the podcast, we are going to talk with Dr. Amanda Pickerel. And Dr. Pickerel, you are relatively new to OSSB. Can you tell us when you came here, where you came from, and kind of what brought you to us? Sure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, I, I came here in just this past February in 2020. And prior to working here, I was working as a psychologist in my private psychotherapy practice. And I primarily served younger children who were dealing with anxiety, autism, ADHD, and developmental trauma. It was a little difficult to serve the younger ones through Zoom. Yes. <laughs> so I, I looked back into getting back into the schools, which is my roots. I, uh, prior to my prior practice, I worked as a school psychologist in public schools. Mm -hmm. So... So you're bringing, bringing a lot of experience into OSSB. I, 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 I like to think I, I do. Yeah, I try. Sure. <laughs> well, what have you thought about your time here so far? Oh, it's, it's been really nice. I, um, I have found the staff to be top-notch in terms of understanding the visually impaired population. They are just extremely invested in the students. Uh, for example, I was following our administrative professional down the hall yesterday, uh, Michelle, and as about tw 12 students were coming up the hall, 
She was saying hi to each and every one of them by name, and the students just smiled and greeted her back. It's just that small school friendliness is just evident throughout the campus. Last week <laughs> was a hoot seeing a, a lot of the staff dressed up for the theme of the day. Mm. Um, yeah. I did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the yeah. mystical day, I, I'm not sure what it was, but that was especially good. Mm. So the staff are just all in at OSSB, and the students are great. They overall seem to be happy here and enjoy their friendships. Yeah. Um, this past spring, I was fortunate to offer a small parent class with our parent mentor, Lori Kaplan, where we got to share ideas and experiences around parenting. And it was really nice to have the parent time and experience how invested the parents are too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just really enjoying my time here at OSSB. Yeah. We'd love to get those parents on board as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Speaking of getting those parents on board today, uh, I want to talk about with everybody, with you and our podcast team, let's talk about social and emotional learning. It's kind of always been around, but I think that it's we've really heard more about it since the outbreak of the pandemic. Is that kind of a true thing, you think? Definitely, yes. Actually, our Dr. Manus, she, um, she kind of brought it to the forefront here at OSSB because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Emmy, would you like to start us off this morning and yes. ask us our first first question? Yes. What is uh, SEL? SEL stands for Social and Emotional Learning. There you go. <laughs> All right. What does the Ohio Department of Education have to say about it? So they have created learning standards by content area for Lots of areas, uh, ELA, math, science, physical education. There's a website. Uh, if you go to Ohio Department of Ed and look up learning standards, you'll see them all listed. And one of the learning standards areas is social-emotional learning. And they define it as the process through which children and adults acquire and effectively apply the knowledge, attitudes, and skills necessary to understand and manage emotions to set and achieve positive goals, to feel and show empathy for others, to establish and maintain positive relationships, and to make responsible decisions. That's a that's yeah. a lot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So basically it's uh, to to get your feelings and your emotions as part of this learning process as you're going through school and identify with that. Right. Exactly. In a social context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So go ahead, Derek John. How are we addressing SEL at OSSB? We have a three-tiered approach to addressing it here. At the bottom of the tier, so that would be the, the wider piece of the tier, We it, it's called the universal support. And this support is where we offer the SEL to all of our students. So an example of that is could be real simple. The one that comes to mind is how several of our staff members, they stand out front and greet the students in the morning by holding the door for them as they enter the building, enthusiastically saying hello and helping anyone that needs help. Hmm. Um, another universal support is just how our classrooms have rules on ways to act so everyone is respected. And then tier two of the model the middle part supports improving specific skill deficits our students may have. have. Mm-hmm. So, for example, learning how 
one's behavior impacts another. They would call that social awareness. We soon will be adding a monitoring system called DESA that will have the teachers answer questions on students' self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, relational skills, goal-directed behavior, decision-making skills, and one's personal responsibility initiatives. So we'll be looking at this data to determine where our students' strengths are as a group and where we may need to provide some programming to groups of students that may be weak in a particular skill. On that tier two, I personally am providing some social-emotional small groups, small group learning, and for the elementary classrooms this school year. And uh, once we get that data going, it will help us see specifically what social-emotional lessons we especially need to be focusing on. Um, the residence hall has already started using the DESA monitoring system, and they are providing group programming around the data, which is is nice. Right. And and they're doing a lot of things, a lot of like team building type activities and a lot of things around play and cooking and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just kind of neat. It's kind of neat stuff. Mm-hmm. Then we, we finally have the third tier, which is the little tier at the top. Mm-hmm. And that tier um, supports the more intensive supports that our school can offer around social and emotional learning. The tier three supports are more directed to the to the individual. So at OSSB, our school counselor and our school social worker are typically the ones involved at the tier three level. Okay. So you're one-on-one and... More one-on-one, more, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Well, that sounds wonderful. Uh, Emmy. I wanted to ask, when did we begin looking into social-emotional learning at OSSB? Well, it's... Informally been around, you know, we informally have been addressing it for a number of years. It became more formalized when the social emotional learning director position was created by Dr. Manus um, in 2020 uh, in response to COVID. And our director of social emotional learning is Jason Franklin, and he serves both OSSB and OSD. Mm-hmm. And he created the CAST team, C-A-S-T, which stands for Care and Support Team. Mm-hmm. When, when you go to our website under the Schools and Programs tab, you'll find more about the CAST team. Here at OSSB, the team consists of Jason Franklin, who's the director, uh, Lori Kaplan, our parent mentor, mm-hmm. Terry Kinsway, our social worker, and myself, the school psychologist. All right. Yeah, I think it's been around for a while because I remember when I first started working here, um, the mobility, believe it or not, would do weekly meetings with everybody that took mobility because, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of pressure about getting out and crossing streets and kind of getting out of your comfort zone and things like that. So, yeah, this is good stuff. And now it seems to be more uh, focused and finite as we continue with it. Yeah, definitely relevant. What has the reception been from the kids regarding SEL? We're still in the early stages of rolling out the terminology of SEL at OSSB. So probably if you'd ask them what's SEL, they, they may not know at this point. <laughs> um, like I mentioned, I, I have been, been providing SEL in four elementary classrooms, and the kids seem to really appreciate the opportunity to talk about different social scenarios and the different emotions one has around those scenarios uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. 
Okay. So what can we tell our families about what can they do at home to support social and emotional learning for our kids? Yeah. Um, each week I send home a handout that describes the social situation readdressed in the classroom and what emotions we addressed. Mm-hmm. And in the handout, I encouraged parents to talk out loud about their own emotional states by simply naming their emotion. Uh, for example, I'm, I'm feeling frustrated right now. Mm-hmm. And then to express how they're going to cope with that feeling. So for example, I'm going to go take some deep breaths. I'm going to walk into the kitchen and get a drink of water. Mm-hmm. So that modeling of naming your emotion and how to plan to handle it is, is just so important. Um, also, it's important to remember that the executive functions of our students' brains are not fully developed until they're in their early 20s. Sure. <laughs> and they are not always going to handle social challenges well. And their emotions, um, eat too, are not going to be handled yeah. how we would we would want them to be handled all the time. And I, I know as a parent myself, I am constantly reminding myself that I'm the adult. My executive functions are developed. Right. <laughs> I, I need to be. <laughs> yeah. I need to be the one who is stronger, wiser, and kind. Um, and uh, you know, I'm. I'm not always a shining star in that area. I, uh, it's just human nature for us to. Yeah, I think all parents can say that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Certainly say that. Yes. <laughs> and, and I think that, uh, you know, it really helps out with, uh, you know, social emotional responses with incidental learning, uh, especially with, you know, folks that are totally blind that don't get that. Um, a lot of times you can see someone's emotion, you know, um, on uh-huh. their face or, you know, and then their body language and things like that. And, yeah. and, you know, you emulate that. And I think that, you know, verbally stating, Hey, this is the way I'm feeling right now, right? And this is how I'm going to deal with it is really going to, you know, help foster and provide a good model uh, for especially our younger kids to learn how to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, there's actually um, research that out there that says you have to, Dan Siegel, you have to name it to tame it. Aha. <laughs> and so just by naming the emotion, it immediately starts to bring down that emotion. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, that, that is a great point that you make that it's, it's even more important to, to name those emotions and talk out how you're going to cope with them with the visually impaired. Yeah. And, and then I um, just wanted to also mention that we need to have compassion towards ourselves because um, we often will ride the train of our children's emotions. <laughs> it's so hard not to. <laughs> that is the truth. Um, yes, and just truth. say, you know, I, I didn't get it quite right this time, but I'm going to, you know, I acknowledge that I'm going to try to do better next time. And, right. and this, and the same with our children, just continually to sh- show them compassion. There's a lot of research around the need for compassion that our children will be much more resilient if they can be compassionate, if we're compassionate towards them and also if they're compassionate towards themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. What does SEL, uh, look like going forward at OSSB? What are your plans for, I guess, the future? Yeah, well, we are in the process of creating a SEL-related team at OSSB that will be principal-led, and it will also include Mr. Franklin, the director of SEL, and the team will work with staff in helping students become more familiar with what SEL is and um, also with our different tiers at OSSB. All right. What can we do as a school to support SEL? Well, one of the 
great things about our current generation of students um, is that we're experiencing that demystification of the impact of stress on mental health. Social emotional learning is becoming more mainstream in the media and everyday life. Just this Sunday, as I was watching the Bengals win, yay, Bengals! <laughs> One of the players had a NFL supported public announcement statement about how he went through a rough time in life and sought out counseling. Mm -hmm. um, he was making the point that we don't need to be ashamed to talk about the stress that social life can have on our emotions. And so it basically was an SEL uh, public announcement. True. So our, our superintendent, Dr. Manus and our director of SEL, Mr. Franklin, the director of teaching and learning, Mrs. Wagner, the assistant director of teaching and learning, Allison Brewer, they're all on board the SEL bandwagon and are doing a great job in getting OSSB moving in the right direction. And as a school, we can all just jump on their bandwagon and watch how SEL can positively impact our school. Sure. The Ohio Department of Ed points to research that demonstrates that students who receive support for social emotional learning in schools, they do better academically, socially, and behaviorally. So it's it's been shown also to positively impact economic mobility and mental health outcomes in, in the research too. So, yeah. so in, in layman's terms, if you feel better, you're probably going to do better. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. All right, Mr. Strickland. Well, Ms. Pickerel, it's been fabulous having you this morning. Is there anything else that you would like to add on SEL? Uh, I, um, not really. I think I, I covered all, everything that I wanted to cover and just maybe reemphasize the the need to have compassion. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. And um, it is just a pleasure having you on board here. Welcome to the OSSB family. Sorry it took us a year to get you on the podcast, but we really enjoyed having you this morning. Oh, thank you. I appreciate being here. Hi, I'm Lyric, and I'm from Ms. McCombs' class. And in coding, we're doing commands with hiding shapes. And we're writing down commands and giving them to other people in our class and then seeing how good they are with other people and then making changes to them with other people's opinions. Javen, I'm going to have you go up. You're going to stand in the doorway facing into the classroom, please. first command is to turn left and walk. What is So turn left and walk straight. Thanks, Dad. You're doing okay. Just take a step to the left. She's got a chair beside her desk. Okay. 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 Right? All right, what is your next command? Okay. It didn't say to walk. Did it? It said turn right. Turn right, and then what? Go straight till you get to the sink. Oh, sink. All right, so you're going to walk until you get to the sink. Okay. And stop. Turn left. Wait, so this way? Turn left, yeah. Okay. And stop, go straight, huh. and reach back. 
Aha! Aha, you found Aha. it! Yay. So, Javen, how clear were Micaiah's directions? They were pretty clear. Okay. But just a little bit off. Just a little bit off. So, if you were to help her make her directions more clear, what? how would you help her do that? Um, maybe, um specify what to go back behind okay so did you know which side of the sink to look on no so maybe like say like look back behind the left side and specify what object it was behind okay so that would have been more descriptive more detailed right yeah great job javen thank you great job micaiah those were good directions so scotty's up now what is your first direction? It says, go straight until you come to the bookshelf and then go all the way to the end. Okay, so do that first. Am I supposed to go left? Is it never said turn left. It said go straight. Okay. <laughs> Scotty's running into... Javen's desk, which we moved for the charger. Okay, all right, take a step to your left. Take a step to your left. <laughs> okay. All right. This isn't the bookshelf. So, yeah, this is our writing shelf. Our paper and writing shelf. Hmm, what's your other, what, what are your other directions? Go down to the third shelf. Okay. At in the shelf. I meant to I meant to I meant to the to uh, the edge of the uh, uh, edge of the bookshelf. I like how you wrote down Yeah. Wait, this is what I actually meant. Okay, third shelf. Third shelf. But which third shelf? Which the edge? That's which edge? Left or right? <laughs> Oh, here it is. Okay. You mean, you should have said third down. Okay, so for, okay, so how mm. clear were Wesson's directions? Not clear at all. Not very clear. So if you were to help Wesson it was, it was, okay, improve okay. his directions in a kind and respectful way, how would you help him do that? The move straight was good, but Wesson's, I, mean, I, Javen, I didn't count that Javen's desk was, wasn't. But on my, a normal day, wouldn't it be there? On a normal day, yeah, that desk would not yeah, be there. That is correct. Was in my face. Okay, and then at the shelf part, I met, it's I, not I, really I, I a really. bookshelf. So, and then, like, you, you told, like, go down to the third one, but I thought, like, hmm. it was actually the second one up. But I get it now. So, that was good. Thank you. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Wesson. All right. Up next on the podcast, we've got a good story for you. One of our new students, Alan, joins us, comes to us. What high school are you you from, Alan? Originally from Westlake High School. Westlake High School. And recently you were interviewed on Channel 8 up in the Cleveland area, Fox 8 News, right? Yes. All right. Tell us about that. Yeah, so basically what happened was um, I was up in the press box and I knew that they wanted to do an interview. Mm-hmm. So one of their reporters came up and then they interviewed myself and the play-by-play guy, his name's Johnny. 
And they asked us, how do you, you know, do it so well? And I told them, well, I've been going to football games since I was little. So I know all the plays. I know, you know, the formations that they run. So it really just comes naturally to me. Okay. So you, you're doing color commentating. And yes, does this go out on the, the pub dress system in the stadium or is this going over like closed circuit radio? How, how's that work? It's going over YouTube. So, um, okay. the live streams are on Westlake Demon Athletics and it's affiliated with the student run TV station. Uh huh. So that's really the way that you can catch the games. So you're able to stream it on YouTube and it's affiliated with the, the student. TV station. Yes. And how long have you been doing color commentating? Well, yeah. So my dad's, like I said, the PA announcer, the PA goes all over the stadium, but, um, another kid and I, we do the commentating and I'd done a few voiceovers Mm -hmm. of the games, but I hadn't done like a real life type of thing where I'm actually in the stadium. So that's my first year of being in the stadium calling the game. All right. So how are you doing your research during the week? Figuring out people's names and numbers and what they've done on the field. So, yeah, I, so I go on a website called max preps and it has all the information for Westlake or the opposing team. So what I've been doing is I've been looking up the opposing team who Westlake's playing Hmm. and then I look up their schedule and then I look up the roster for the team. Gotcha. That's good. Now, how do you uh, have that organized when you're up in the booth? I mainly just rely on Johnny and my dad because they say the names a lot, but Last time I did write it down on my Braille note. Okay. So I'm hoping to keep doing that, and right. then I can memorize the names a little bit more. That's good. Yeah. Or at least the name will jog a memory, and you can do a quick find, you know, and say, oh, yeah, he you know, he was uh, he was one for four in field goal attempts over 35 yards or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a rundown, kind of how it, how it goes. So Johnny's the other guy. Yes. That's doing, does he do the play-by-play? Yeah. Stuff, right? He's yeah. telling you what's going on. Yeah. Right? What's going on? And then he just kind of pauses and then you fill in where he pauses. Yes. And you just kind of feed off each other. Yes. How long did it take to build up that kind of uh give and take, that throwing that that conversation back and forth like that? Really, when we were doing the voiceovers last year, it almost came naturally to us. Like we really did gel perfectly together doing these games and that was really cool because I could I could say what I needed to say, and then he would we just bounce ideas off of each other. All right, all right. Well, let's go check it out and see how you sound, and come back to the interview. Yeah, I think the keys for victory tonight is Rhodes wants a wing T offense, which if you've watched the Navy or Army game, it's like a triple option. So Westlake's going to have to stop the run and keep Rhodes' offense off the field. It may be crazy to say, but Westlake's best defense just might be their offense. And keys are start fast. If you get up on Rhodes early, you're going to take away their whole entire really game plan because they're not built to come back from three scores down. They're, they're built to kind of run the clock. So if we can take that away from early and often, there's no reason we shouldn't win this game. If you're Rhodes, you're just betting, begging for something bad to happen. I mean, if these many penalties, it's hard not to say, well, you're shooting yourself in the foot. As the old adage goes, penalties kill. This is off a player. It is indeed a live ball. Good quickness by Westlake getting on it quickly, not allowing Rhodes to advance. Just a little squib kick, barely sailed 15 yards. Yeah. Well, and they know about Ostrowski and uh, Bauer, so their coach is probably telling him to get away from him. <laughs> Obviously, you're enjoying what you're doing. 
Yes. How do you envision this growing? Are you just doing it as kind of a hobby thing or is this something you want to do as a career? Yeah. I mean, this is something that I really would like to do as a career. You know, I decided kind of in middle school that I really wanted to do something like this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would do whatever it took to work towards that goal. Great. Yeah. So what got you interested in doing this? Well, I listened to the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. or like radio broadcasts. I actually got to meet Tom Hamilton, who's the voice of the Indians, wow. and Michael Ragai, who does some college basketball games for Sports Time Ohio when I was young. So that kind of inspired me. Mm-hmm. And then I would listen to like football games, like college football games. And, you know, I thought, why can't I do that? Yeah. And so that's how I got into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to ask you, what was it like meeting Tom Hamilton? It was really cool. I met him... When I was very little, and then I met, like uh, we sometimes would get up to the booth and get to say hi to him. It was really cool. I actually got to sit in on one of his broadcasts that he did when I was around four. I got to sit in for like an inning or two. That's great. Yeah, I just like to be there because Tom just tells it like it is. He yeah. just he puts it out there. <laughs> you just gotta love him. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that's good. So, who is your favorite announcer? Of all time, if you had to pick one. Of all time. See, I've listened to baseball games in the past. Mm. I really like Ernie Harwell. Okay. Present, I'd have to say... It's going back a little bit. Yeah. Present, I'd have to say Dan Deardorff, who helps do the uh, Michigan games. Yep, yep. And I just really like listening to him and his partner because they were former teammates at Michigan. Sure. And then now they're doing the games up in the booth. So that's really what got me. Are you going to venture into anything besides football this year? Are you going to do basketball or anything like that? Yeah, that's my plan. I'm going to do some boys and girls basketball. Great. Yeah. You haven't done baseball in the spring? Um, baseball is a little hard for me. I'm more of a football, basketball type of guy, but if they want me to do baseball, I'll do it. Okay. That sounds good. Well, uh, you, you are one of the few blind people that I know that are doing this stuff. I, I think it's great. We've got a guy down here in Columbus. He does the Ohio State baseball games. His name is Chuck Adkins. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you can see about getting you guys introduced at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Because right. we can all learn something from each other. Yeah. But uh, this is great stuff, and I appreciate you coming on and sharing what you're doing up there in Cleveland at Westlake High School. We'll put the link to the broadcasts in our show notes so people can check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Every Friday night. And we're on, like, what, week four now? Week five. Week five. Yeah, it's going fast. It is. It's flying, isn't it? All right. Well, thank you, Alan. Thank you. All right, Panther Nation. Let's go out to the track and join Coach Heath and the athletes who are competing over our two-day championship. It is virtual this year. Kids are going to run and submit. The coaches will submit their times. And we will determine who the winner is of the NCASB 2021 Track Conference. We sure hope it's Ohio. So go Panthers and take it away, Mr. Heath. Hello, OSSB track fans. I've got Garrett here. Garrett Brammer, he's getting ready to run his 800. Garrett, how do you feel? I feel great. It's great and sunny outside. I'm all loose, excited to run. Okay, so we are definitely getting ready to kick off the first day of our track championships. Uh, today, uh, Garrett will be participating in the 800, uh, the 1600, long jump, and uh, triple jump. And then uh, 
In the three con for the girls, we'll have courtesy goings going here in just a little bit. Good job, Garrett. Garrett is on his second lap of his 800 meters. Had a 112 split on the on his first lap. Looking strong on the back. All right, guys, he's getting ready to make the turn. Here he comes. Let's hear it. We do. He needs it. Come on, Garrett. What are you at? What do we got? Two, three. Oh, yeah. Personal best. Personal best. Oh, yeah. Good job, Garrett. Finish strong. Good job, Garrett. Finish strong. Nice job. 246.87. That's a personal best. Good job, Garrett. And here we are after day one of the uh, OSSB uh, championship track meet. And it was really the Garrett Brammer show. Um, he came through with uh, some personal bests. How do you feel tonight, Garrett? Uh, I feel great. I'm exhausted, but it was rewarding to run, and I enjoyed it. Very nice. Yeah, he had a personal best, we believe, in the 800. Had a very nice, broke seven minutes in the uh, mile, 1600. Had a, over 23 feet in uh, triple jump and over 11 feet. Yeah, 11.9 in uh, long jump. That's nice. Nice day of work. It was fun. I liked it. Good. And courtesy, now heading in, courtesy did her job, made, uh, stayed over 15 feet in her uh, three cons. So it's been a good day one. Tomorrow's a big one. Uh, look forward to seeing people out here tomorrow. Thank you, Mr. Kelly. Bye. Take your marks. Go. All right. They're off for a good start on the 400. Maya and Maya. I'm hoping for two personal bests. They're on the back side of the track. Definitely a great race. Let's check that time. They're about 40 seconds, and they're turning the corner to come in. Definitely both doing a great job. Here comes Maya. Both looking strong. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All the way through. Keep going. Clear through the numbers. All right, nice run. All the way, Samaya. Woo! Nice races. What What kind of times did we see on that, ladies? Good job, Samaya. 131.7. Nice. We had a what? A 121 and a 131? Yeah. Beautiful. Nice job, ladies. Well, now we're getting ready for all our field events. We'll start. We're getting ready for the long jump here. Running girls C long jump. We just finished uh, class B shot put with courtesy goings going over 20 feet. 20 feet, one inch. Nice job, courtesy. So... We're just waiting for the practice jumps are in, and we will be starting here momentarily for girls' long jump. We're having a great track meet here. Ian Bell, do you have anything to say to Mr. Kelly about the track meet today? Well, I think it's been a good, pretty good event, you know. I heard that not all the states are competing this year, which is unfortunate, but I think the turnout locally with all our students, especially the marching band over there, has been great. Thank you, Ian. Ian's our photographer today. We love having him.
We are getting ready for the 1600. Jenna Allo is getting ready for her 1600 run. We just finished uh, all the shot puts, and uh, Jacob Lee just uh, had a 25 feet 9 inch throw, personal best. And hopefully that'll compete for winning the league. So definitely a good start, and we're getting ready for that 1600. Okay, we're finishing the mile. Jenna's mile is is almost done. She's on about an 8.15 pace. She's just about done. We just finished the girls' triple jump. They both did a wonderful job. Maya and Maya. Sumaya had a 14.1, and Maya Weller had uh, almost 18 feet. So both nice job by both. Here comes Jenna. Come on, Jenna. Go. Go, Jenna, go. Hard. Keep going, Jenna. You're almost there. Hard. Finish hard. Finish, finish, finish. All the way. Jenna finishing. Keep going, Jenna. In about 8.20. So, nice race by Jenna. We are down to the 60-meter dashes. 820, yeah. And we're down to the 60-meter dashes. We'll give Jenna a little break here before she has to run her 60. And those will be the final events. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the September podcast. We'll be back with more exciting happenings next month from OSSB. Yes, and with an English teacher on the podcast team this year, we hope to present to you next month a unique Halloween special that is written and produced by our students here at the Ohio State School for the Blind. Until next time, everyone, be well, and thank you again for listening.